Good morning. Hi, everybody. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Ronnie. Good to see you. Oh, I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I didn't have my speaker on. <laughs> oh, I wondered when, when I said hello when I first signed on, I wondered why you didn't say anything. I thought, hmm. <laughs> I was looking for my stuff. Now, Linda, we can't see you moving. We just see your picture. Do you know that you don't have your video on? Yeah, I didn't brush my hair today, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do, you see, do you see what mine looks like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting back in my recliner, rocking back and forth. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, and I know you've been active in other other places in masterful living, but it's I have, I have, but yeah. I wanted to come and see how you guys are doing and and spend some time with you. Uh, there's not very many people showing up. Oh, that's not good. I this is like the third meeting, and we only have like how how many did we have last week, Tracy? Three of us. The week before it was like three. <laughs> what do you think that might be about? Do you have any idea? I don't know. Do you have some thoughts on that? I'm going to be, uh, I've started already this morning doing check-ins with everybody in MLC2 um, because I talked with somebody that said that they were feeling um, they could not join the class live this year because of the time that it is. And um, they were feeling disconnected from the group. Uh, they work every other Saturday, so they can't join the community calls every Saturday um, I thought well I'm just going to check on everybody and see how they're doing because um, I know I keep people that have um, not been able to be on the calls live and if if it's something that was in the past it feels like it's more of a challenge when you can't uh, like been taken away and um, like you're not connected to your community because you don't know people, people don't know you. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, I just want to, I just want to check and see how everybody's doing and, and see if there's any way that um, we can support them. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm wondering, should we pray in even though there's only three of us? Oh, absolutely. Would one of you like to pray? Ronnie, are you, would you want to pray, Ronnie? You're muted. <laughs> I would love to pray. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm. So take a breath. Let's take a few deep breaths and sink down into God's love. Sink into our hearts and feel the love and God's peace. God's joy. We take a deep breath of gratitude and love and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We're so grateful to come together where two or more are gathered 
to share to share this time together to share our healing to share our breakthroughs to share our breakdowns we hold each other in our hearts we show each other that we love each other we're here for each other we're healing together and we share the benefits with all our brothers and sisters because we are one with them with love and gratitude amen sure and sweet thank you Ron. thank you you know the group started out with a uh, 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 a, a, a large number of uh, uh, participation and it's been dwindling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I was, you know, gone for a while because I was in Carmel Valley and I didn't have an internet connection and there was so much to do. So I know I missed being present for a couple of weeks and, um, and it is a challenge, I know, because I felt more disconnected because of that. I mean, I listened to everything, so I'm caught up. And, but um, but being able to be with, at least for some of us, is live. It's part of the connection. Um, and I'm going to have to do that again. So, yeah, so for people who might be, because of work or whatever, not able to be here, and they're used to that. I could understand that might contribute to a feeling of disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm hoping to that I reach out to people that it it sparks them again to to get back on and um, join the community calls again. Um, you know, to to make it a priority and to. Um, mm-hmm make themselves a priority, Mm -hmm. make this healing journey a priority. Well, I'll I'll share something here um, that that I'm experiencing that maybe maybe somebody else is too, but um, I was looking forward to having the mastery circles, um, the small support groups. Uh And it sounds like they might not happen this year. And instead there's study buddy groups and study buddy groups don't work for me this year. And if I would have known ahead, you know, I would have known that because I, I, um, I have so much going on right now. So I, I was waiting for after the study buddy groups were formed for maybe mastery circles to be in place. And I understand that might happen, but it might not happen. And so what it seems like, to me is that the people who are able to go to the live retreats and who enter into the spiritual counseling training programs or the finding freedom have a lot of interaction and connections with each other because Uh they're doing those things together. And then um, for, for myself or maybe others like me, I, I, uh, I, I, I wasn't even sure I should do Masterful Living this year, but I thought I really, I really need the support. But you know, I'm, I'm um, dealing with kind of what I'm dealing with in my life right now, such that I, I, um, 
I can't, I can't go to the, I mean, I can't do those other things right now. So I would still like to have a way to connect more deeply with a smaller group of people. Um, But, but I'm realizing that a lot of the people I would connect with are, I I think they're sharing, they're experiencing some overwhelm with all they have to do with all the trying to do all the journal work. And then they're leading the mastery circles for ML1 participants and 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 they've got five prayer partners and they've you know and it's it's a lot so um, I have only one prayer partner because they didn't work out in the beginning and um, anyway so I'm I'm realizing that a lot of people are very uh, very involved with each other in the community which is wonderful um, and yet you know I haven't you know, again, like I said, I was hoping to be involved with the mastery circles, which might not happen. I don't know if anybody else is feeling like that, but that's part of how it's feeling to me as a participant. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that input, Tracy. Um, yeah, I don't know if um, if they're planning on doing mastery circles or the upperclassmen uh, with the study buddy groups. Right. Yeah, that's a change, though. So. Yeah, I'm also wondering if it wouldn't, and this is just something that I'll bring up and see um, what Jennifer feels about this. If we could just plug in those that would like to be in mastery circle into the MLC one mastery circles, you know. Yeah, that doesn't feel really good. Mm-mm. No. No, because it's a different level of knowing one another that I was looking forward to that we can continue on and but maybe there's maybe there's just a few in ML2 that want mastery circles, maybe not very many, but maybe there's a few of us. Hmm. I mean that's part of the benefit of masterful living too is we know each other more. Right. And start right. all of the foundation of the first year that we have together. Um, okay. Do you think so, Ronnie? You're shaking your head. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yes, I agree with Tracy. It would be hard to be part of Masterful Living One Mastery Circle because uh, because we've already been there and we've already had this community and um, and I don't want to really say a lot over a community call because it's recorded but yes I also feel very disconnected from the group and uh, it's very different than this year than it was last year and I I don't know all the reasons why I mean I I, uh, I could put more uh, more thought into articulating my words, but like I said, I'd rather not share those things on a community call. That's completely understandable. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling kind of like that too. And <laughs> I thought, but maybe if somebody me uh, shares a little more openly and vulnerably that way, it will help other people to feel they have permission to. Because if we don't put out there what's going on, 
Linda, you and Jennifer and Angela, I mean, you won't have much to work with, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. So in the interest of really just trying to honestly share, um, I mean, I'm so, so grateful for masterful living and how wonderful it all is. And, um, I mean, it's just amazing. So, but, but, but the dwindling of this is, um, hmm. I actually said to myself that if there's only going to be a couple people this week, then I wasn't going to participate. Hmm. Yeah. And I almost didn't come because of everything I have. And I thought, no, I'm, I'm, I'm committed. And, you know, this is part of, I mean, this is part of what's going on spiritually is we keep choosing to be separate and disconnect. So I thought I'm not going to do that. I, I want to, as much as I can, you know, be, be present, um, and, and join. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, but if nobody else is here, (laughs) (laughs) when I came on and I saw it was just Ronnie, I was like, I was five minutes late because I was talking to one of the other participants and I went like my heart dropped. Mm hmm. You know, like, oh, my goodness, these guys were so, you know, um, on fire last year. And, you know, my heart goes out to you. So uh, I I I, am hearing I am hearing um, that there's some overwhelm going on. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I'm I'm not doing any of the extra, you know, I'm not in the spiritual counseling training and I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. So that's not my overwhelm. Right. But I am hearing that. Um, and one of the things I'm hearing is people feeling disconnected. Yes. So, so but I guess uh, it would be important. Like you said, you're going to check in with everyone and I'm sure you'll get uh, feedback. Yes. And, maybe figure it out by what everyone what everyone says you'll figure it out what's yeah. going on <laughs> yes mm-hmm. i'm sure spirit will guide I'm, I'm so grateful for you guys um for your willingness to be vulnerable on this call and to, and to share this um i don't want the whole call to be about this though so um but i i so appreciate you uh taking the time to um how you're feeling about this and um, I really look forward to speaking to the rest of the participants so that um, yeah we can figure out the best way to support you all and and find some balance between feeling disconnected and feeling overwhelmed that um, will work for everybody so yeah thank you so much yeah so how are you doing otherwise Would you like to go first, Tracy? Well, go ahead. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, I've had a couple really interesting experiences. Well, I've had a lot of experience, interesting experiences this week, but two in particular. And um, things seem to really run really smooth in my life to the point where I expect it. It's an expectation now. 
but things just always seem to be working out. Mm. And I have a, a dachshund. Actually, I have three dachshunds, but I have one that has has had back problems in the past. And it can be really serious. They can become paralyzed. Wow. And um, over a week ago, when I started really realizing what was happening to him, I started giving him Rimadyl, which is an anti-inflammatory pain pill. And then come Saturday of last week, he's limping which is worse than he was four years ago when we, we went through this, this problem, which really got me concerned. So I, I started giving him all the other drugs. So there was a couple other pain pills and muscle relaxants. And so I was giving those to him. And one of the things that really had helped him a few years ago was acupuncture. And uh, the person who performed the acupuncture back then was a veterinarian and there, we moved an hour away from there now. So I, I really can't go back there. But I found one locally that's, you know, 15 minutes from the house. And that's what they specialize in is animal acupuncture. Wow. And so I thought this would be great. I would really like to go to someone who specializes it. And it's not just a side job for them. And I was reading about the guy that does it and that he's just, he's just how wonderful he is. And he has just a, a great love for animals and on and on. And I thought, oh, this is just going to be so, this is going to be perfect. And so opens up nine o'clock on Monday. So I'm like, up. Oh, I've had my shower. I'm like ready to go because I fully, fully expect it that when I called him at nine o'clock, which was five minutes tonight, <laughs> that he would say, how, how, how fast can you get here? <laughs> I truly was believed that he was going to say this. And I was ready to go. And uh, he did pick up the phone. And he says to me, I don't have anything available today. And it's like, and I was like stunned. It's like I'm thinking to myself, how can you not have anything available? And I asked, I said, oh, well, uh, how about tomorrow? Oh, I'm closed tomorrow. So he's closed on Tuesdays. And I said, uh, and I just fully expected him to say, you know what? I want you to bring him in. I want to take care of him. We need to get, I need to see him as soon as possible because of the, the situation. I'll squeeze him in today. <laughs> and he didn't do that. In fact, he says to me, I don't have anything open until a week from today, which means this, this Monday coming up. And it's like, I, he says, I recommend that you take him to your regular vet and get him on some pain pills and anti-inflammatory pills. <laughs> so I, I hung up didn't make an appointment because I was somewhat really stunned that it wasn't working out. It's like, how come this isn't working out? This should work out. What happened? And it really confused me like all day because in my mind, it's like the highest and best is to have my dog taken care of. <laughs> and that wasn't happening. And then when I called the vet, they couldn't get me until 3.30. So I did take him to the vet because the drugs I had 
were out, outdated and I just felt like, you know, he needed to be seen by someone. So I took him to the vet and, and, and gave him the pills and got some more pills. And then I did make an appointment with the acupuncturist for this following Monday. But um, I found it so interesting about how I'm so used to things going really well, and then they don't. And then I'm like really confused as to what happened. <laughs> and wondering what was the highest, what's the highest and best and all that. Because in my mind, the highest and best is having my dog taken care of. I'm really, really attached to my dogs. And, um, but in the end, by the end of the day, you know, I sat with it and I had to kind of question, well, you know, I felt really guided to do all these things too. So I had to really sit with it at the end of the day and go, okay, really, what was going on here? And what can I not accept? and let it go and still be at peace knowing my dog isn't quite taken care of to what I real how I think he should be and because it it really hurts me when my dogs are hurting <laughs> but what I found by the end of day I was really able to accept all that that whatever the reasons were was is is the highest and best of whatever is going on and and I'm I'm okay with all that, and it's okay, and I can still be at peace and know that my dog is okay. No matter what happens, my dog is okay. And uh, I had another situation again on Thursday. I don't want to go into the details of it, but the same thing. I was so fully expecting it to work out a certain way, and it didn't. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. What happened here? And uh, then I started going down the road about, oh, no, this isn't going to work. This is what's going to happen. Oh, man, this why did I do this? And then I had I finally let that all go, came right back and said, you know, whatever is happening is the highest and best for everyone, including myself. And it's all going to be OK. It's going to work out. I don't need to worry about it. I can stop thinking about it. And I was able to do that. So I was really happy about being able to look at those incidents and say, okay, I'm okay. It's okay. I can still stay in my peace. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Jeannie. So glad you joined us. Hi, everyone. Thanks. Hi, Jeannie. Sorry, I missed that. I always enjoy your shares, uh, both Tracy and Ronnie and Linda. So, um, but but I'm I'm just thrilled to hear success, and I really wanted to join on today to be uplifted because I'm having one of those experiences where I feel like you have done all this work and you have made no progress. So. One of the so I'll, so I'll start with if you don't mind I'll start with sharing um, uh, one of the successes because that's always good to start with that right uh, <laughs> um, was I wrote down my judgments for the day and I'm gonna move this so I'm not looking down at myself and my computer um, so I realized at the end of the day I'm like okay I'm gonna write down my judgments. 
And I, and I was thinking, okay, I, I judged my daughter at night. There we go. Got that. And then I'm like, I, you know, I don't really have too many. And then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, I had a whole page of judgments. And I'm like, whoa. And then I was, I judged the woman at the, the, the grocery store and I judged, you know, she didn't make eye contact. And I, and I realized like, wow, there was a lot of attack thoughts going on that I really didn't like, and some of them I was aware of in the moment, but like they passed so quickly. Right. And so I wrote them all down and I um, took the first one and I said, okay, what would um, the loving choice be? Show Holy spirit. Show me the loving choice. And, um, and it was so beautiful. It was like, normally I'm like, I can't see the loving choice because I'm in the ego and I'm like, I, I only see what I see and I can't see the loving choice. Right. I, I feel defeated. I feel like I have to give up or whatever, but I, but I, I, I got a beautiful answer and it was, of course, this is a reflection of me, what needs to be healed in me and, um, that I couldn't even see or, or was aware of. And it felt so beautiful. It was like walking with your best friend and they're like, Oh, honey, you, you don't love yourself for this. And I was like, Oh, I don't. Oh. And, and of course it was really late at night by now because I'd spend like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have to do the rest of this list, which I still haven't gone back to yet. But it was for me, it was a triumph because it was like, I always feel this hurdle of, I don't know the loving choice. Help, you know, pray for the loving choice. But then I don't, I can't imagine what it would be. So, so I'm celebrating that on the one hand. And then, um, my, uh, my, uh, challenge has been ongoingly with my daughter. And, um, she's a good kid. She's a, she's a normal teenager. There's like really nothing wrong. And I, I'm, I'm like obsessed with her in criticizing and looking for what's wrong and anticipating, you know, not, and, and, and at the core of it, because I've intellectualized it all and analyzed it all, which, you know, is not that helpful is I, I, um, is, is, is I'm projecting, you're not enough. You're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. I'm like, Hmm, is this familiar? Yeah. You know, so, um, so, so that's what I, I, I mostly want prayer for, for helping me. Um, and I haven't yet gone to the Holy Spirit to, to ask what's the loving choice. Cause it's so many things every, every day there's something that comes up and it's like, so, um, but to heal this pattern with her. And so I, I wanted to share that, you know, and for this community to help. Pray with me because I know the power of prayer to, to heal my mind is that relationship. That's one of my goals for this year um, is to transform that relationship from a special one to a holy one. And um, I was thinking in my closet, uh, just changing, and, and I was thinking of Jennifer talking, and it's like I'm just done with done with. I want. I, I'm declaring. I'm done with this same pattern. I'm you know. I'm just stop it right. And, um, but at this, but at the same time, I can't, I, it, at best when I try to stop myself, I'm still angry and resentful, right? So, so, um, so I, I feel so close, you know, and I just want that extra support. Thank you.
I'm so struck with the prayer requests like that, that we're just all praying for each other and ourselves for the pretty much the same healing we all need. And I know, Tracy, you've talked about family and you haven't gone into details, but family is the, you know, <laughs> that's uh, the soup we're, we're cooking in. Yeah, our relationships are are, are the ways that we heal. I, I feel like, um, like for me, um, what always rings in my head when anything happens like that, where I have a judgment or a challenge with any of my family members, is hearing uh, Jennifer say something like, um, yeah, your family members push your buttons because they're the ones that installed them. <laughs> you know, and and you agreed to come into this life having this experience with them so that you could both heal it. But it still doesn't feel comfortable sometimes. And um, yeah, I just myself through the judgments because they come up every single day every single day and I look at myself and go you know you've been doing this work for how many years now and you still have these judgments coming up and then I'm like oh my god I'm judging myself for judging you know when does it stop (laughs) oh man sometimes you just want to like take an ice pick to your brain and make it stop but um yeah, not acknowledging it for me and um, and then making myself bad and wrong for having the judgments just gives it more power and makes it feel bigger and harder to overcome. So, you know, if I have a judgment, I have a judgment and I'm okay. With it. I'm going to choose again and move on. And that's always happen but that's my intention (laughs) I've been working on the relationship with my husband for four years now and I am still working on it and I find it really amazing Uh, I'm starting to see even more and more and more of the judgments and the opinions and perceptions I have that are wrapped around him but they're not just wrapped around him. They're wrapped around me. And I'm starting to see just how commingled we are with all of that. And uh, the thing that I realize now is that uh, it, it's, it's being vigilant of my thoughts and my judgments. And, I mean, even today, he... Um, Let's see, he gets up and he complains about his arm hurt him. And he doesn't like the lotion on the counter. And he broke my wine glass. And, I mean, it's just one thing after another comes up after another. And I'm really working on coming back at myself and saying, uh, um, I'm willing to be loving, understanding, forgiving, accepting, 
And I go, you know, I have a list of words that I mix around and, uh, and let it go. So every one of those, I had to do that today too. And one time I'm even walked out of the room and went into the bathroom and just stood there and put my hand on my heart. I'm willing, I'm willing to let this relationship unfold with divine guidance, love, and inspiration. And then I just sit with that and find the peace. And one of the things that I notice is that I've worked at not judging myself for, for those judgments because what I find is it's harder to let them go if I've attached my, my beating myself over it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'm starting to realize is that if I can learn to be all these things with my husband, everybody else is going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening is it's not, I'm not just doing it for him, but these are also, I'm doing it for myself. I mean, he's such a mirror, it, this mirror in front of me all the time. Not all the time, but you know, like this morning, that mirror was just constantly reflecting back at me. And what I'm realizing is that the more I I do those things, it's not just for him, for my benefit when it comes to him. It's my benefit coming for me. And uh, but I see that it's like vigilant. I have to be so vigilant and. And I've reached this point where it's like, you know what? Ah, yeah, I really want to do this. I really want to get there. I really want to be that way. And it seems like the more I really, really am willing to be that way, the more it's coming and the more the triggers are coming up. (laughs) And I actually really love that. Yeah. Vigilance. And sometimes it's like, oh, not again. Do I really have to do it again? Do I really have to say that to myself again? And then I say to myself, yeah, because the sooner you say it, the sooner you can gain your peace back and move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when we can be grateful through gritted teeth. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm for this opportunity to (laughs) heal this. Yes. Oh, I am so grateful for all these things that he is showing me because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't work on those things so that then I wouldn't be able to do it with other people. Yeah, I'm very, very grateful for all the opportunities that that these triggers are for me. I've been really helped by going back to one of the things Jennifer's told us, which is embrace what seems like our challenges so, um, and, and see them, choose to see them not as like a threat or something bad or wrong, but to know there's a blessing in them and to greet them that way, to remember, and then to claim the blessing. Um, so... So I'll share that. I mean, I'm noticing on um, for some things I, I like, uh, okay, for, first of all, just to say, I, 
feel like my plate is um, to a level of fullness that is extremely challenging for me. Okay, I've got I've got trying to uphold my work. I'm trying to administer to trust. My siblings aren't being supportive at this point and are, are being more pressuring. And the attorney who's helping me is impressing upon me that because of that I have to be extra super careful to document everything and do everything right which feels like more pressure and um and uh so anyway you know, I'm trying to plan how to get up to the condo which is eight six to eight hour drive away to clear it out and get it ready to sell and um and when I come back I'm I'm really tired and then I have to catch up on everything that I didn't get done when I was away and um anyway so so um so then I get a notice that um uh jury duty. I'm like, okay, my immediate response is like, oh no. And I was so happy because right away, I mean the next second, I was like, This is a blessing. I'm gonna claim it. I don't know why. This is for the highest and the best. Okay. And then and then my whole private practice office situation is in major flux. <laughs> We've got new people who've come in and taken over the lease. I don't even know what office I'm going to be seeing clients in starting next week. And I'm like, okay, highest and best. I, I It feels, and it is, like unsettled. I mean, it, it, it seems like so not right, right, that I they haven't even, nobody's thought to decide which office because I'm a subletter. I mean, I'm only there one day a week. Okay, so, all right. Trust, highest and best. Somehow this is better than what was before, and I, I really don't have time or energy to worry about that. So, but I am a little bit. But, but for the most part, I'm like, okay. And um, and so then I get an email. Oh, they're going to have an evening meet and greet for everybody now who's going to be in this suite of therapists because there's going to be a whole bunch of new people. Or Anyway, I'm not sure how many new people, two at least, who are taking over the lease, and then others I think they're bringing on board to try and fill the offices. And it's on a Friday evening, and it's like an hour drive for me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to seek guidance on if I'm supposed to go or not. But that was like I was going to try to leave the next Saturday morning to go back to Carmel Valley for the next <laughs> round of clearing out. Okay, so seeking guidance, like, okay, it feels, it feels like a lot. Um, maybe I should go, maybe I shouldn't. I'm, I'm not sure how much I'm gonna be doing that kind of work. Anyway, but just trying to, instead of having the immediate response, which I think is so ego-based, of something's wrong, it's bad, um, that I have with myself, that I have with others, that I have with everything that happens in my life. It seems like when I stop to notice to just stop and say, no, that's the ego. And it makes me scared and it makes me feel pressured. And I mean, I'm doing it to myself. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, um, maybe it's not the best for me to try to leave that Saturday morning. I'm noticing, oh, wow, that's Sunday's Mother's Day. Maybe it'd be nice for me to be in my own church with people that I care about and who care about me on Mother's Day. Um, my mother passed away over 28 years ago. And um, instead of being like up in Carmel and tired and by myself, kind of, oh, maybe that's better. Maybe I should leave on Monday morning. Um, anyway, so many things like that. I'm noticing the ego judgment is always like to be guarded and, and like, oh, something's wrong or worried something's going to happen or, oh, it's, you know, it, I thought it was supposed to happen this way. 
and and learning more and more to just let go of the attachments okay well uh, maybe, maybe leaving a different day will be okay and so I'm I'm able with a lot of these things to more quickly return to peace and um and trust and um so and and with my family the reason I don't go into details is there's just so many aspects to it <laughs> I think it's just too much to tell like I say but this is where I'm at now I'm noticing I've been doing divine experiment prayer every day for over a year now um and um, we're not in a lot of communication, so there's not a lot of opportunity yet to see what the results of that are. But what I'm noticing, it's just more and more shifting in me of, of feeling love for them, feeling forgiveness, feeling trust, um, uh, feeling um, a growing faith in me to believe that um, really major healing uh, is, is going on not only in my own mind but in their mind and and a letting go of the attachment of of um what that might end up looking like and when um it's helped me a lot that jennifer said you know sometimes you want a loved one to kind of turn towards you in relationship but they they may not at, at least at the time that you would want them to and and that might be what is for the highest and best for some reason that is beyond our ability to understand. So, um, so I'm, I'm, um, I'm really, really grateful for all of that and for an understanding that the experience of time that we are in is, is, um, for, for this purpose that we can, that I can experience this growth and be getting more to where I can have, faith that some major healing is happening in my family and that I'm in this family for a reason and that we do have one mind that we share and I'm doing the workbook lesson today that truth will heal all errors in my mind and it talks about how as we do this work in our mind because we're one mind it shifts the mind of everybody and it's you know so powerful it's so so powerful um and i've been um also dealing with uh, a resurgent well not a resurgence it's actually a new health issue and i think i showed you last week but you can see my hand see how red that is that's not a birthmark it's not a burn it's it's a really bad rash thing and it's much better now actually but um so it was starting, it was getting better, and then I um, I reintroduced a supplement I was taking, and it got worse. So I think that's aggravating it, so I, I noticed that, so I stopped it again. But this week, um, I was grateful. I mean, I, 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 don't, I didn't want to take drugs to calm down the horrible itchiness of it. People say take, like, an antihistamine or a Benadryl. And so I went online, and I found out that uh, a natural approach is to put heat, like a hairdryer. So I just do a hairdryer on it for a while the heat somehow makes the itching stop it's amazing and it lasts for a couple of hours so i'm so grateful because at night that was really keeping me awake and um so uncomfortable um and i i was grateful to kind of like like you were anyway i was 
Googling with faith, right? Like I'm going to find an answer out there that works and angels, please help me. And it took, it took a while because there's lots of things that were like, you got to go to the health food store and get certain kinds of oils and herbs and then you got to prepare them. And I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. I don't have time. I can't do all that. I need something that works tonight so I can sleep. Um, so, so I found that really simple answer. I'll share it with everybody because, I mean, that's natural. Just heat, which is so counterintuitive because usually you think heat will make it worse. So I would have. I, I thought, you know, I've, I don't have anything to lose. All these other solutions, I can't do them tonight, but this one, and it works. So, um, but I've also been doing a spiritual inquiry about what, what is this about? You know, what, and, and it's about a number of things. Um, so, uh, so, so one question that came to my mind is what am I itching to do? And you know what? I am itching to move into ministry. I am I am itching to do a much more directly spiritual kind of work. I I am um, I'm like chomping at the bit. And and then part of me thinks I'm how, how could I? Who am I to think I can? I um, and that's one reason I'm so grateful for this community because there's a lot among us who are shining brightly and there's no shame. It's like they're just stepping out and they're saying they're called to do this. They're going to do this and they're shining so brightly. And, and, and it's helped me to uncover and realize that I have a lot of um, hiding about that. It's like, I, I don't even want to tell anybody. Um, and I'm afraid I'm going to get negative responses from people. Um, and I think, cause I did maybe in my family, like, like, well, yeah, it's sure you can do that, but just make sure you have a job that earns income too while you're doing it. And, um, and, and just, just like, um, a, a lack of seeing that part of who I am. So I'm so grateful to be in a community that, um, a lot of people are stepping into the truth of who they are and letting their light shine brightly and, um, but so this is also about um, it's another defense. You know how it says sickness is a defense against the truth. And and when I'm honest with myself, there's a part of me that is trying to cling to my health issues uh, as the reason to not move forward. And and so there's a ego part of me that says, see, there is something wrong with me. See, this this I have all these things, and therefore I can't I can't do what spirit wants to do through me. And, and I see that with my judgments too, of my siblings. See, they really are like bad in these ways. And, and I'm like, this is all things I'm dealing with that are ego based thoughts to hold me back. And that I'm just getting really, um, more and more. <laughs> willing to release and step away from and, and 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 so to to say you know i don't i don't want to give um too much of my energy to worrying about things like um this particular physical symptom that's come up right now and and instead to um you know just shine just let let the love come through me let me open myself to experiencing the love, receiving the love, extending the love. It's being so grateful and appreciative to see the love and the light and everybody else too. I mean, just 
I'm so relieved to let go of ideas of specialness. It's, I mean, I just, just love seeing the light coming through Ronnie and Jeannie and Linda and everybody. So, anyway, that's some of what I'm learning this week. I love that inquiry, Tracy. What am I itching to do? That's so awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it has so many layers of meaning, too. It's, yeah. I mean, I just shared two. There's more. Um, and I guess I always kind of was trying to box it in, like it needs to be one neat thing. And I found there's multiple, for me, there's multiple messages in this, mm-hmm. multiple ways I can learn about myself through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I was feeling while you were talking um, was, well, two, one thing before I forget was um, I read there's a guy who um, he's a business person and had a background um, in corporate America. Then he, he basically spun off and, and was a consultant more in the personal development space. And um, uh, he he I he um, was saying he was listening to a friend of his and she was really unhappy or or, or struggling. And she's like, you know what? I just, I don't want a business. I, I don't want a business. I want a ministry, right? And he's like, you know what? We It doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, your business is your ministry. Like, and I love that because it's like, for me, I just feel like, uh, on the one hand, I don't want to be what I think of as a ministry or whatever. And, and first of all, my ego's like, well, you are way beyond, you're like the poster child for unholiness. So are you kidding me? Like, and, and then, um, and then uh, the the other part is uh, the attachment and like, but this is where I can I really have a lot of gifts, so I want to share these gifts with people because like this can really help people, right? This this gift, and um, but uh, but the way it is right now for me, I'm and and this is where um, I'm bringing myself to the second point I wanted to make, which was, um, and I I can't remember who said it. I think it was you, Tracy. Claim the blessing. It was like be or maybe it was Linda being grateful for the challenge. And so like, for me, this has been um, over a decade long of like, I had this corporate background and was a mover and a shaker. And now I'm a homemaker. And you're like, ah, you know, uh, slash life coach, slash business coach, um, slash yoga teacher. And it's like, okay, I mean, and, and I'm good at all of those things, right? And but I have so much wrapped around that the money that has to be made and the status that has to come with it that it's that it taints it, right? And it's like um, I could do anything and it'd be okay. But having this other thing glommed on top of it makes it um, unholy, right? <laughs> so so um, it was claiming the blessing, and and I just got an insight into this. I think last week where it's like oh. I could claim this decade long challenge as a blessing now. Like I don't have to wait because my mind has always been, well, you have to fix it first and then you can claim the blessing. And so one of you reminded me like, no, we claim it now. It's healed now. Um, and because there is no time, right? It's that vertical space and going and accessing that point, right? There's no delay to for me to access that state of this being a healed condition, right, in my mind. And then um, whatever happens down here at this physical plane happens. Um, but 
yeah, so claiming the blessing is is what's been hard for me because I'm like, no, I can't claim it till it's done. And it's like, no, no, that's the opposite. <laughs> so thanks for the reminder. Yeah, yeah, and it was me who shared it, and I, I actually used it specifically. I decided to use it with something that's kind of more specific, which was what's going on on my hands, in my arms. So I thought, okay, I'm going to um, claim the blessing in this. I have no idea what it could possibly be, but I'm going to claim it and believe there's a blessing. And so I was praying that prayer. And and I didn't share this part, but this is part another part of this is um, – one of the decisions that I'm trying to make is, and we'll try to make is whether we're going to keep or sell this um, very small condo, 625 feet in a retirement community. But one thing that has come together for me is that at least part of what this is on my arm, I think is a, a photosensitivity because of something, I think because of some chemical I got in contact with that might be detergent on the sheets, but it was a combination because under my watch, which I don't sleep with at night, it's totally fine. My skin is completely fine. So, okay, so what I realized is the condo has skylights. And then what I realized from there is over time, that's probably not too good for one's skin. And, and would I want to live with that? And, and given this, maybe it's an indication that for me anyways, that might not be a wise choice. So I felt like it clarified a guidance decision I was asking, which is keep or sell the condo. Um, it just kind of came clear to me. So that was an example. Yeah. Of claim of, of a, a, this does not look like a blessing you know but a, a, in faith claiming that yeah it's a blessing and thank you for what you shared about the the business and the yeah that what you're going through I could so relate to that I was listening to an interview with a woman who started sounds true and I can't remember her name she was being interviewed and it just came up on a like Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast on purpose like Jennifer, and then afterwards something comes up that's really helpful to me. But um, she started with very much a ministry focus, and it's this huge business now. Yeah. So good point. And I, I think I want to share one more thing. I, I have a, a friend who's written a book, and I'll just mention it here because – a lot of people are trying to, in this group, put together a life that looks real different than a lot of people's lives, right? What you were just saying, Jeannie, now you've got your yoga life coach, uh, slash, slash, slash. She wrote a book, and it's really enjoyable. Uh, and she's she's a, a musician with her husband, and they do a lot of spiritual, like, churches and things like that. Um but she does life coaching and other things too and has dealt with Hashimoto's and she wrote a book called um, uh, an unconventional life. And she's got a great sense of humor and her chapters are kind of like little parables. Um, and her name is Stacy Robbins. And I, I just finished reading it a while ago. Um, again, I know her from my church, but I, I, I found that it was, helpful i mean just humor and spirit and so anyway and one of the things i have my own business and i think it's 12, 12 years now 12 years now 
And uh, it was really interesting. I thought it was just going to be this. Well, the name of it is QB Accounting Innovations. So innovations. It was just going to be, I was just going to be so innovated. And I was going to be so knowledgeable. And I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And um, in the beginning, I remember being really worried about, well, where are my clients? Where are my clients? Where are, what about the money? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And if I didn't have a client, I was worried about not having the client. And then one day it just dawned on me, don't worry about it. I don't need to worry about it. The clients will come. The money will come. And I let that all go. And it has been really amazing how that all has really transpired to, I very, very seldom say QB accounting innovations. I usually just say QB accounting because the way it has transpired is uh, I don't do any innovations anymore. I actually uh, only do accounting and I only do really basic accounting and I do it out of my home I have a handful of clients and my the last client I got was three years ago and right before that I had been asking boy I think it would be nice to have another client I'd really like to have another client and you know I put it out there and it took several months but I got this absolutely wonderful client so I have a handful of wonderful clients you know, before I had I had to work for about anybody <laughs> for the money. And then as time went by, it was like, I don't have to do that anymore. So it has come together um, where I really just work part time with this handful of clients. And what has what that has brought me is this a lot of freedom to work on my spiritual practice. And uh, it just all came together. And it, it was just letting it unfold on its own. Well, I should say unfold with divine guidance. The clients that came to me, the time that I put into it. Uh, there was one time that I thought, oh, my gosh, this is, I, I need more. i got to do something more with my life than just this basic accounting stuff, I'm capable of doing more. And then I just realized, yeah, I may be capable of doing more and can do more, and I can put in a, a lot more hours, but do I really want to do that? And the answer ended up being no. No, I don't, I don't want to live my life that way. And, uh, you know, it took a few years to get there, but that's, that's where I'm at now. And it was letting go of, of the money and the fear, the fear of the money not coming in, the fear of not having clients. And that's when it all just started flowing. And that trust and faith that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's why you're my idol, Ronnie. Oh. Trust and faith. It's just in faith. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and, and I can see is I've got an attachment to it's not even about the money, although that's a part of it. Um, it's the status that goes with the money, right? So even if I inherited and won the super lotto, 180 million, that would not be enough because I need to demonstrate my gifts, right? Be valuable. I have to be important. And that's the attachment I'm trying to let go of. Uh, well, let's just say I'm willing, I'm willing to let go of. Yes. So, um, yeah. You know, what I found is that I'm important to the clients that I have. I do, I offer them my gifts and I have, uh, uh, I have relieved a lot of stress for them. I mean, I have a couple clients who've had people who committed fraud and stole a lot of their money and their books were a mess and they're, they're all stressed out. And, you know, it took me a, a while to realize that those gifts that I have and that they're good enough and that, you know, obviously I'm important to these people because I've had them for years. And I think you'll see, you'll find the same thing that you, you probably already are important to all of those people that you provide a service to, whether it's your yoga, your life coach. But you're very important to, to them. You're important to their lives. Yeah, I can I can feel that. And at the same time, it, the some of the business programming, it, I really feel like I've been programmed because I worked in business for so long and I got a degree in it, two degrees. And so it's like um, it's trying to undo the the thinking, right, um, of, of that. And my sense is always like, well, I provide the service and then you should flourish, right? But then that's not true. Nobody is that way. You need ongoing help. It'd be like if you just went in and I'll create your books and then you maintain it. It's like, no, <laughs> people want help with that. And and for me, feeling guilty of them needing ongoing support it, it is validation that they're not getting it or whatever versus no, that's just the way of it is. Yeah. Ronnie, I love what you shared too because it reminds me of what Jennifer says and, and what I want to do and what you've done um, is to create our lives to support uh, our, our, our growing enlightenment and, and our ability to extend love in the world. I mean, and, and if we're too busy, we can't, we can't do any of that. Um, and so I know that for me, part of what I'm intending to do is 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 do that right in different ways i mean um simplify my life and and not not have to put so many hours into things that aren't part of that things that aren't part of that mm -hmm. and, and i agree with you too how how um spirit works. I mean, I'm thinking right now of one of my clients that I'm just so grateful for, but th this mom found me and it's, it's pretty miraculous that she found me, but she wanted a certain kind of approach, which is what I do, which is a developmental and relationship based approach to working with kids. Her child had autism and um, 
and and she managed to find me in a pretty miraculous way and and when she found me her boy was 6 and I normally work with kids under 3 so I was just real honest I said you know um I'm willing to give it a try but I usually start under 6 I mean under 3 and they wanted to try so I said okay well let's let's do this and I was struggling with a lot of health issues at the time too so I also said that I'm not sure how I'm going to hold up but let's 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 we're all agreeing we'll try well um he's 19 now and um uh, and i'm just it's been a blessing to work with him and his whole family the way i work is with the parents and the family together um and i'm so proud and it's such a blessing it's been such a mutual blessing back and forth um and kind of like what you're i think saying i have fewer clients and i'm able to work more in depth with them and that's the only way i want to work so i don't have a huge client load um but he just got accepted with a 75% scholarship to Laverne University and most people can't tell he's autistic i mean he really isn't anymore he's high-functioning Asperger's, but most people can't tell. I mean, he's just, he's in the track team and he's been in student leadership and he's so relational. And I mean, we have very long sessions and I mean, he's just delightful. He's just delightful. And anyway, um, for me, it's just an example of spirit at work in my, in my professional work. It's, is so of spirit the whole thing and 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 what's been for the parents too and for me all of our growth um, so yeah that's, that's, a, one, that's wonderful it's wonderful to see the impact you can have on a person all those years you've worked with him and watch them develop and grow and yeah oh yeah because he was very autistic so mm. he was a little robot when i met him yeah. I'm a true believer in living a simple life across the board in everything I do. You know, I my spiritual practice is simple, my work is simple. I live I live a very simple life. My home is, you know, small and simple and Ronnie, I would love to know what your spiritual practice is because for me, that's one area that seems to get complicated and I keep revising, trying to, okay, just this, just this. And then <laughs> you know, it's very hard because, well, it can be very hard and I find myself doing this is this isn't working, so I'm going to try this and that's not working, I'm going to try this and then I, and then I just keep coming back to what I do <laughs> and then I, and you know, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to do this practice and that practice. And I, and then I start getting really a lot of anxiety going on and saying, it's not working. It's not working. Well, it's not working. It's not working. And what I found is to, to, uh, you know, my, my practice really started four years ago. That's when I, when I jumped on board. <laughs> And it started with a morning practice. And that morning practice was really, you know, maybe 10 minutes that consists of reading my Al-Anon literature and meditating for five minutes. And now that has, has, that has worked up to a two to two and a half hour practice. But that's taken four years to get there. 
and be comfortable with it. And so, you know, last year was Masterful Living 1, where I started, and I used the workbook and I used that worksheet. And when I looked at Jennifer's program, lots and lots of tools to be used. And to begin with, it was very overwhelming. Again, it was like, well, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this. And then I realized, no, I'm not. I can't do that. That doesn't work for me. So I, I used that worksheet every day, and I started with what I was able to do, which was, you know, I was already meditating and praying. And then I let spirit guide me. Okay. When uh, was it time to add something more to my spiritual practice from that worksheet? And I would add it because... You know, I would let it come into my practice comfortably, easy, and and knowing that spirit was the one that was putting it. And then I would start adding more to my practice. So now what I do is when I get up in the morning uh, uh, is to, uh, I usually get my coffee and sit. And I start reading my, uh, you know, different little literature things that I have, like the Daily Word from Unity. I love that. I've read that thing every day for the last four years. And then I read, I've read like a 365-day book because I, I don't read the Al-Anon literature anymore. I read other other things that, that uh uh, that I'm guided to. And so I have a couple of those 365 day books. Like uh, one of them is Journey to the Heart, Daily Meditation on the Path to Frame Your Soul. And then I got Marianne Williamson, Daily Devotions. So I, I read those and then I'll sit in silence. And and uh, open myself up lately. You know, my practice has changed over the years. So basically, tell me what I'm doing now. But sitting with in silence and spending time with God. So sit quietly and open my heart and mind to what is, and I breathe. And I sink into the stillness of God's love and God's peace and God's joy. I'm working at creating a space for listening to that guidance and um, being grateful and joyful and being available to listen. And I will pray for others at that time. And then I'll meditate. I'm, I do a 20-minute meditation now. And... Um, after I meditate, I'll write in my journal or I'll draw. I'm into drawing now. I heard <laughs> on the last community call. So excited. And writing in pen in my journal. So I'm doing that. And uh, one of the things I've been doing lately, which is really interesting, I don't know what even made me start, is... I started writing these index cards, front and back. And what I've been putting on them is things that I, 
I've gotten from those things I've been reading in the morning. And then I kind of leave it out and read it throughout the day. And sometimes I have, I even ask myself questions. Uh, and it's, it's really kind of interesting because it does give me things to think about throughout the day. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that that just has been really feeling good to me to do. So that's one of that. And um, uh, maybe you, you've heard that we're do, uh, Rieko and I are doing a 75-day divine experiment. Yeah, I'm jealous, but uh, I'll get over it. <laughs> I, I, I love that. So obviously I'm, I'm saying that prayer every day. You know, that prayer is really wrapped around, um, my husband <laughs> and me and our relationship. But what I'm really finding that it's doing is that it's a lot about me and it's a lot about my relationships with everyone. I'm really starting to see about how that relationship that I talked about earlier, how that is really uh, flowing out to other relationships. Yeah, so that's my, and then the th throughout the day, throughout the day, I'm stopping, even if it's just for a moment. And, then, and I do this with, my husband. <laughs> uh, I always ask, should I speak? Meaning, should I say anything? Uh, and if so, what should I say and how should I say it? And I'll just sit with that for a moment. And basically, I'm opening myself up for that guidance. And I will do that before I, I go into a client's office. I do that when I go into appointments, and uh, and then I'm partnering up with Spirit to help me with my work. Before I start working on a client's work, I ask for help to help me work through it. And it, it's it's and I find myself as time goes by that I'm doing those things more and more. So what started out as ten minutes four years ago has now ended up being two to two and a half hours in the morning and throughout the day, stopping and checking in with spirit, checking in with, with if I'm where my peace is at. And, uh, and then at night, uh, you know, that's one area I really am. I'm trying to work towards is that I really want an evening practice. That's more than just the five minutes before I go to bed, because yes, five minutes before I go to bed, I'm asking the angels to bless my water and I'm asking the angels to surround me and, guide me into that stillness of God's peace, love, and joy, and to guide my my sleep time to have a restorative, uh, expansive, healing sleep. And, that, uh, and so the, the last thing I've sort of uh, uh, put into my practice is on my phone. My phone, I have it, an alarm to go off at 745. 
and then again at 750. And what that says to me is, okay, make a choice. Make a choice. You have a choice. Make it. Do you want to sit in front of the TV for the next hour? Or do you want to go and do something different? More like, do you want to work on your spiritual practice? Or do you want to go draw? Do you want to go read? Do you want to go and do Tai Chi Cha? Do you want to do Pilates? Do you want to do something other than TV? Make a choice. And I just started doing that this last week. And uh, I kind of like it because, you know, it's that alarm coming coming and saying, waking me up, make a choice. Does that help? <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> All of it is inspiring. And I like <clears throat> hearing how it's a progression and, and it's, be, and it's being led by spirit. And um, sometimes I judge myself for taking, cause I do spend over an hour in the morning right now and I enjoy it. And in fact, I would love to spend two and a half hours, you know, sometimes I spend an hour and a half. Um, but I'm still feeling guilty. And then I'm like, yeah, but look at you haven't changed at all. And you're spending this time. And so even more reason why you should just, and, and the irony is I know for a hundred percent, that is exactly what I'm trying to bust up, right? That is my pain with the whole, I, I want to be somebody and I'm nobody. And, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, in fact, what I've, I've, so thank you, Ronnie. That was really helpful. And, um, yeah, and and I'm really glad I, I I joined because I almost didn't because I'm like I don't want to be the the one who's the loser this week, right? <laughs> well, many many mm -hmm. times over the last four years, I have felt like I'm stuck. This isn't working. I'm going nowhere. I'm a loser, and then I beat myself up even more. And. Uh, I, what I've learned is just keep plugging away and it works. It really works. Well, it's been, it's been uplifting for me today to be with all of you. So thank you. Well, I'm glad you're here. And yeah. joined us too. Ronnie, last week, I think it was last week, you also shared something else that I tried that you didn't share just now, but you shared how you're doing your um, dancing practice. And um, and so I looked up the song Happy, and yeah. I had so much fun with that, and I thought, you know, it, what what is this? And I I, th I think it's the opening to the joy. You know, I, we, um, I know that I'm not alone of really not letting in the joy. I mean, the Person in Miracles talks about that. To reject joy is to reject ourselves. And um, so anyway, put that out there too, because that was, uh, it's hard. It, it, I mean, it was wonderful. I loved the, the song because okay. all the words were helpful words. And a lot of times the songs, um, like I went to the gym this week and I came back with this song in my head that I'm like, I do not want to be thinking this thought. <laughs> not where my mind should be going um but but that song was perfect so to keep sharing examples among ourselves um but 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 anyway she was sharing how she's dancing around the house with joy and how you used to and i can so relate to this because i used to be married uh like try to like match your husband's mood so as not to be upsetting and that you're finding 
the opposite. When you let your joy show, that actually helps him. And, and I thought that that's so true for all of us with everybody in all our relationships. I mean, in the Course in Miracles does talk about that too, what you're saying, like what you're learning with your husband translates to all the relationships. And that's, that's exactly what Course teaches. So if we learn it with one person, we learn it with everybody. And anyway, so, but that was a fun one. And I wanted to tell you, thank you. Cause I, I got some joy out of that and I haven't come back to it. And then, and then I wanted to just say with, uh, so Jeannie and Ronnie both said this and I experienced it too. My, my, my spiritual practice in the morning has also expanded to where I kind of have to discipline myself to not overdo it, but <laughs> time wise, you know, I, um, but that's part of where I've loved Jennifer's teaching of um, organize my life to support, support this part of my life. And so I'm, I'm aiming, uh, I'm, I'm restructuring my whole, all my time. I'm not like, trying to get it so that I eat my dinner earlier so that I'm done earlier so that I can't so I'm not too tired by the time I try to have an evening practice so that I can go to bed earlier so that I can get up really early so I can have a really nice long quiet quiet time quiet because nobody else is up yet and so that I can you know start my um day earlier in terms of the productive like the things i have to get done in the world kind of stuff um and you know i i I like make progress and then i do something like go to the trip to the condo and it seems to get my schedule out while recovering but 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 anyway um i similarly have felt like some ego-based thoughts I think about that, that that's not a good use of my time that that's too much time to be taking yeah. that way and there's the other part of me that is is so hungry for it and yesterday was the day where I was feeling really tired I've got so much to do I had slotted to try to make a dent in some of the to-dos but I also had been thinking about this spiritual inquiry about um, this physical symptom and other physical stuff. And I thought, you know what, I need, I need to give myself that time. And so I decided to do that instead of the to do's. Um, So sometimes I think I'm tired because I'm withholding from myself what is really going to feed me and what I need. Um, And, and, maybe feeling ashamed of wanting that much time or, you know, I, I've shared sometimes with some of my other friends who are very spiritual people, maybe that I've had this lovely long meditation time and they'll just look at me like cross-eyed, like, like how could you possibly <laughs> spend that much time? And so anyway, it's nice to be comparing notes here that we were feeling an internal message that somehow there's something wrong with that. There it is. You know, and no, it's anyway, I can see in both of if Felicia, you're not sharing too much, so I'm not going to say, but I can see in both of you the growth of of that time and the light that shines. And I know that um, there's some people around me who have told me some people I know and some people, total strangers will tell me, wow, you meditate, huh? I can tell or um, wow light i mean whatever they can people can sense it and see it and feel it um whether 
we know it or not. I'm very grateful for all of us doing this work because we all help each other along. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've heard you guys bring up today, I've had some issue in some form this week. I'm glad I popped in and just guilt around the time that I do put into the spiritual practice. I have um, my nightly practice is perfect now. I've I've really got that working and I'm sleeping much better. And I'm working on my morning. Like I have, <laughs> I'm not really a morning person. I hate hate to even put those words to the universe. I'm not at my best in the morning. And it's a bit of a struggle to do everything that I want to do because time, eating and time becomes a factor in it. Because the dance thing is a, a perfect thing to do in the morning. But if I am off in my time at all, I, I really can't do it after I've eaten. That That's not a good time. So. So I'm still tweaking the mornings and and feeling guilty about the amount of time I do for the spiritual practice. And I'm beginning to um, be able to reason with myself much better about it. Like, oh, no, there's no need for guilt here. This is what you're this is the best thing for you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says. This is the best thing for you. And um, I had a couple more thoughts while you guys were speaking. I don't recall right now, but uh, I popped in um, because I received. Sorry, I couldn't get here earlier when, when I can. I do. But I received a message from Diana and she asked me to ask the group to send prayer for her and Tim, and she said, right now, so I imagine there's something overwhelming them. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, I remember what it is. I'm doing a divine experiment with my relationship with my son, and I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing changes. Like today, um, you know, he doesn't live with me. He lives with his father. Today, him and his girlfriend are driving down to visit with me. I didn't ask. He said, can we come? And I'm like, can you come? <laughs> of course you can come. <laughs> I'm seeing just little miracles all around in our communication. You know, Felicia, I just uh, hold you in my heart so dear because you're a mirror for me with the relationship with my daughter, and she does live with me, and I so I just feel like there's continual um, upset on my part, right? And uh, and and then I have guilt over, you know, I'm supposed to be the loving mother, and I'm like, you know, the antichrist in my mind, right? You know, it's like, wow. So um, so yeah, it it really does help because I. I can see that the ego's version of myself is not accurate and um, the light is there and um, and really holding to that um, and not letting even that behavior, you know, the willingness to let it, 
be undone. I keep going back to that. But, but anyway, I just wanted you to know I do think of you. Thank you. Yeah, one of the biggest things that has helped me with all the upset that the teenage years bring is knowing that that there um there's different levels of it, but it's their job as a teenager to push the boundaries because it really used to just piss me off the way they act. And, you know, I never saw it as, oh, that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. And once I started changing my thought patterns around that, it got much better. And then, of course, the work that we do here and, and just realizing he's one of my biggest button pushers for, for me to heal within my thoughts that are not um, accurate. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to have to get off now because they will be arriving very soon, and I have a couple more things to do before they get here. Blessings. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Enjoy your time with them. Yeah. With them. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go pretty soon, too. Are you two wanting to stay on longer? To like we, we can pray out. Yeah. We can pray out. I'll stay in for pray out then. <laughs> Who would like to pray out? <laughs> I prayed I in. <laughs> <laughs> So putting our hand on our heart, taking a deep breath in. We are so grateful and thankful for this time together, um, joined in spirit, being moved and led by spirit, allowing unprecedented healing of our minds and opening to the joy within us. We are so grateful to be the willing receptors of joy and bearers of light because that is who we truly are. We're so willing to offer up with joy all the challenges, all the button pushers in our life, and to see them as part of healing our, our mind. And they are the way showers for us to direct us where the healing needs to happen and, and our willingness to open up to allow that healing to happen. And we're so grateful that we are not, the ones who have to do the healing, that, that the Holy Spirit will do that for us mm -hmm. and that our job is just to be willing and to um, offer it up. And I'm so we're so grateful that we don't even need to specify what that healing is. We're open to it. And we're so grateful that we need not be um, in our minds deserving of it, that we can be willing to receive the blessings and the joy even with the noise of the ego and the contradictory thoughts. We do not have to be perfect in, in mind and thought. We can be completely imperfect in our humanness, and we can love the perfection that we are in spirit, and there's no contradiction there. And we affirm that we are the love of God, we are the mind of God, and we have never left. We are safe, secure, and deeply, deeply loved and cherished. 
and we hold this truth about ourselves powerfully going through our day with everyone we meet, sharing that truth within them, honoring the truth within them. And so it is. Amen. Mm. That was beautiful. Jeannie, oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And let's just hold um, health and um, calmness and peace filled for Diana and her son, Timothy. Absolutely. Thank you for reminding. Mm -hmm. That truth is for everyone, including them. Yes. Bye. 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 See you next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs>